0: Hey guys, this is Diane Michelle and you're watching Three Count
1: Podcast. Welcome everybody to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller and I'm the one that's leading you on this exhibition. So let's Get into this, and let's go down our roster. You see the man himself. He is one half of pure ignorance. He is the muscle of the group. He is the backup mouthpiece, because the mouthpiece is not on the show. But give it up to the man himself, Prince Machiavelli.
2: Always great to be here. Love being here to interview people. Let's get it.
1: Let's get it. So this is now into Noreen, which means one thing. We have a special guest for you. You can find her on AEW. You can find her a part of Hurricane Pro. You can find her on Mission Pro Wrestling. You can find her a part of SWE Fury out of Dallas, Texas. You can find her at a world-class DFW, Ladies Night Out, and so many more. She has wrestled the who's who's list and still going strong. Give it up for Miss Reality herself, Maddie Rinkowski.
0: You weren't kidding. That is an intro. That is an intro.
1: (laughs) I'm glad you like it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was was entertaining. I was entertained. I was sitting back listening. It was great.
1: (laughs) So welcome to the show. Thank you for coming on.
0: No problem. Thanks for having me. And
1: we're going to get this going. I got a question for you. Who is Maddie Rinkowski?
0: Um, I am. Duh. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, basically, uh, Maddie Rinkowski is me. Uh, I pride myself on being real. I pride myself on saying what I want to say when I want to say it and then dealing with the consequences later. And I think that is, Misreality—that that is where the name comes from uh I know I think I said it on social media one time like the misreality comes from a set of three people it is the Kardashians obviously because their reality show um Eddie Kingston and Enzo Amore so all of them have inspired me to be real be who I am with no apologies.
1: Hey, that's you know what though, like Eddie Kingston, Enzo More are not bad, like bad people to model yourself after your mic skills. So like that's yeah. And then of course you know, like you said, they are leaders too, and the Kardashian sisters are like front runners when it comes to reality TV. So you can't go anywhere without hearing something about those those.
0: And that's girls. not a bad
1: thing. That's not. It's not really. <laughs> This is like uh, Eric Bischoff used to say all the time, like whether people love you or hate you, business is good. And like the Kardashians, like there's a lot of people who love them. There's a lot of people who dislike them, but everybody always seems to talk about them somewhere.
0: Exactly. Exactly. They do what they want when they want. And some people like them for that. Some people hate them for that. And that's just living life.
1: (laughs) So let me let me ask you this next question. Like, how did you get into the business?
0: Um, so I actually, uh, would like to call it fate in a sense. Like it was always like an ongoing joke when I was going through college that I was just going to quit and I was just going to become a professional wrestler. And my mom was like, mm, no, you're not like get your degree first and then ruin your life. Uh, so I did that. I got my degree. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, I was actually set to go out to a job, but like two weeks before I was supposed to, a volcano exploded. And so I was like, yo, this is fate. So they were like, you can either relocate or like move on. And so I was like, I'm going to find a wrestling school. Uh, So I did just that. I went to Booker T's fantasy camp in Houston. Uh, There I ended up meeting Gino Medina. Uh, He's actually signed to MLW. And um, he actually introduced me to Chris Marvel, which is the trainer at the hybrid school of wrestling, which is where I actually started my wrestling journey. So it's been quite the adventure to get to where I am, so. <laughs>
1: yeah, and I was going to say, because I, I was looking at your, like, history of, like, where, like, you made your, like, debut matches and stuff, like, in such yeah. a short time, you've made such a huge impact, like. You
0: know, it's what <laughs> happens. It's what happens oh, when you're unapologetically yourself.
2: <laughs> hey. over with a volcano thing? That, that's what we're what doing, because geez that's a big
0: (laughs) yeah that's what I mean like it was fate like if maybe like if that didn't happen like I would be like outside in a park maybe like crazy by now speaking to animals like Snow White or something you know who knows (laughs) (laughs) so a crazy like you, duck lady or something sorry go ahead
1: no, no that's funny so seeing that you've said that you you know you've been in a business for a short time but you made it such a great impact I'm just curious like what's been one of, like the worst bumps you've taken
0: oh um i'm not sure if there's like really been like a bad one i think a lot of times the ones that hurt the worst are when you're first learning how to wrestle um And you're just, like, you have to unlearn, like, your natural tendencies to want to catch yourself. Right. Um, So I think that's the only thing. Like, once you start getting in your own head, that's when things go wrong. But if you just, like, let's do it, then then you're fine. You're fine.
1: (laughs) Okay. So then I'm just going to ask, like, how much did that bump hurt with the... DVD on the stage at AEW with Brit?
0: Oh, oh yeah. Um, I, I, I put that behind me. Um, I mean, it, was, it hurt more of my pride um, than anything. <laughs> was not expecting that, uh, especially at that time. Um, it was definitely a mission statement I would say for her, but it hurt my pride more than it physically hurt, but it did also physically hurt. <laughs>
1: I was like, cause I was like, I've heard a couple of thuds like hit that hit that stage and years yeah. had a one to it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's feeling it. <laughs>
0: I'm, I'm, I'm densely packed. It made a large impact. <laughs> yes, that was a thud sound.
1: <laughs> so so my next question for you is just it's gonna be a similar related topic, but I'm just curious, like, what's been the hardest hit you've ever taken?
0: Um I would say jazz jazz hits really hard um and that was my first match on the independent scene um it was a a lot of girls don't like hit too much anymore like they're all like um, too busy like flying and doing lucha stuff like jazz even though she was my first independent match to this day I've never been hit like she has hit me <laughs> And so, that being said, I know I hit hard, um, so it's, it's, it's about even, but yeah, definitely jazz. Jazz hits hard. <laughs>
1: oh, that's awesome. All right, so I know Chris <laughs> has got a few questions for you, so I'll let him ask his questions, and then I'll finish up, and then we'll get into the 10-count questions.
0: Oh, okay.
2: All right, so my first question is, what does women's wrestling mean to you?
0: Um, so... I don't know. Women's wrestling, I think it's something that is on the come up. Um, I think that it is very undervalued, but it shouldn't be. Uh, I believe Mission Pro mm, is actually uh, spearheading that women's like, especially on the indie scene, I should say, not just in general, but like on the indie scene, I feel like they have really set that foundation to... People go there, I guess, not to go see a women's wrestling show. They go there to see a wrestling show. And I think that right there uh, is almost a definition. Like we as women wrestlers or that women's revolution, we're not asking you to be like, oh, women are so great. Like we are just wanting to be on that same level. We are wanting to be on that same scale. We're not wanting you to look at us and be like, wow, great women's match. Like, no. No we want you to look at the match and be like, wow, that was a great match. Like, stop singling us out just because we are female. Like, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be able to wrestle at a high caliber. And it also doesn't mean that you should give us any slack in the same sense. And I say that in the same sentence because there are definitely uh, some promotions uh, (laughs) that I was watching today as well, where you're like, you look at it and you cringe a little bit. Um, but I think that a lot of the mainstream stuff that you're seeing now is kind of women taking back that narrative. We're no longer doing those weird specialty matches. Women are hitting hard Uh, and they're coming out in many shapes and sizes. And again, you see that at Mission Pro, like no one girl on the roster looks the same. Like some look better than others but like no one looks the same (laughs) and it's all different shapes, sizes, colors, backgrounds, like even the wrestling styles are different. And so it's amazing to see what kind of uh, competitors they put up against each other. So that, I guess that's what women wrestling means to me. It's a new way of life. It's a good way of life. I don't know how to explain everything (laughs) I just said in one sentence. I
2: I love (laughs) it. Um, so my next question. You debuted on AEW. Yeah. What, what was the emotion that you were feeling coming off into like coming out onto the stage, having all those bright lights on you? What did it feel like?
0: Um, so all of the hours leading up to it, terrified. Um honestly, as soon as I walked out of that tunnel. I can't even tell you what was going on in my head. Like, obviously, I was probably scared. But like, the, I guess, the charisma and all that stuff that was displayed on screen, none of that, I don't remember that. And so like, I just remember, like, when it aired, everyone was like, Oh, my gosh, Like, look at you with all like the attitude. And I was like, Yeah, I literally don't remember. I don't remember doing that. But I guess I did do that. And so then every, all the ones after, every entrance after, I was like, okay, I got to do the same thing because freaking robot Maddie took over and (laughs) she just did her. And that's, that's how it is. Cause like, I never had an entrance like that on a stage like that. Like I didn't know what to do. And I just went out there and my body just took over. And so in a weird way, it felt like, right. Like I didn't plan it. I had no idea what I was going to do. Um, but it felt right and I yeah and obviously like once you're in the match there's no going back Um, so
2: yeah it's kind of getting that match it's like all the fear and everything just goes away and it's crazy because yeah that whole time you're worried
0: yeah no especially like the whole time before because you just have all of that time before and all the matches before to just be in your head. And like anyone who's ever wrestled on the Indies knows that like, once you have your match you have people judging you. Once the, if the promotion puts it on YouTube you have people judging you. But then in my head, I was like, okay not only is this like past the Indies, this is AEW dark. There are thousands of people watching it within the like live stream. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> just don't have a wardrobe malfunction <laughs> because I, I can't, I just, I can't. <laughs> so I was like, that's like what was going on in my head. I was like, I'm gonna throw up or like something's gonna happen. I'm gonna trip. <laughs> so that was all the before. But like once I got out there and once I got in that ring, it kind of melts away. And it's just you and your opponent. And there's nothing really you can do after that. It's just go time from there. No take backs, no nothing. <laughs> wow.
2: Um, my next question is, what, what motivates you? Like, what pushes you to be the best and do the best of your ability? Like, what, what, what's that defining thing for you?
0: Um, I would have to say I'm a very competitive person. Um, so when I'm doing something and I can, cause obviously like what he said with the women's revolution and everything like that, like women are being more empowering for each other and I'm all for that. I love that. Um, because it was a heavily male dominated sport, but now like women are helping each other out and they're there for each other. But at the same time, we're all fighting for the same spot. And so being very new, coming into a wrestling company or just even like doing the work in AEW and having to like when I go back on the indie shows that I'm still a part of like you still have those girls uh, who may have been there for a little bit longer or whatever and they kind of have a little bit of resentment or like they act a little different or they want to come at you sideways that fuels me I love it I love when people are angry at, like what I'm doing it makes like I probably need like go to therapy but it's great <laughs> like I love it when people think that like I'm not gonna do something because like I said I came from hybrid there was only one other girl there she was younger than me so she was super nice to me super nice but I wasn't necessarily really good friends or have any like connections. Uh, <laughs> like pre-pandemic uh, with other wrestlers in like female ones. And so it's, it's nice to uh, get noticed for the work that I have put in and the skill that I do have. And I love seeing how bitter these girls are. Uh, it just really fuels me to do so much better so I can just post that other AEW little card oh watch me this week it's just nice oh, yeah.
2: and I see my timeline every every i see it on my timeline every time i was like when uh cliff told me we was interviewing you i was like hey i literally just seen her on my timeline three times <laughs> i
0: know because i <laughs> shit i share all my stuff and like Every time, like, I have, like, a match and, like, these girls want to come at me or something on Twitter, like, I'll definitely go toe-to-toe with you. And they're like, oh, like, why are you retweeting your own stuff? I'm like, okay, first off, I'm, like, my number one fan. Why wouldn't I retweet my own stuff? Like, anytime someone mentions me, like, I'm going to retweet it. Why? Because I want my success in your face. Like, why not? I don't see any of their stuff. So, plus, who wouldn't want their timeline filled me? Like, my gifts or gifs, I actually just learned that it's like supposed to be said gif. I was highly upset because I've been calling it a gif but anyways that's a discussion for later
1: <laughs> oh no it's just it's so crazy you say that because you know like we we literally harp on people all the time and tell people like hey yo, be your number one fan because you aren't gonna have, sometimes you won't have that fan so be your own fan and then people get mad at yeah. when you are that fan it's like that doesn't make any sense like why do you hate me for liking me
0: (laughs) yeah I mean who else is going to like yeah I mean they always say like oh the you're your worst enemy but also I feel like you could also be your best friend because at the end of the day like who's the one up here with you yourself like if you just stay hating on yourself that sounds pretty miserable
1: I'd be like somebody call me out on Twitter and be like shit you wasn't shooting with me in the gym get up out (laughs) of (laughs) here exactly so so a question i have for you next right is uh after the matches everything's done normally i know a lot of wrestlers don't eat right before the show so after the show though everybody has like that post-match meal so what's yours
0: um i actually like i just eat I wish I was better about what I ate sometimes, but like, uh, for instance, like on indie shows though, I would always buy like, uh, one of those share size packets of peanut M&Ms. Like I use the word share size lightly because like, no, mm-hmm. I, that's a challenge. I can eat those all by myself. Like, no. Um, <laughs> but that's what I used to do also. Cause I'm cheap and they're only like a dollar or so. Uh, <laughs> to buy before every show so that I guess is something that I do but other than that I just eat
1: <laughs> no that's awesome so I know uh like every wrestler every ring announcer every commentator every referee has one of these stories so I'm very curious about yours like what's
0: been one of your favorite fan interactions Ooh, um so one of my first ever student shows um again like I wasn't I'm nobody uh this little girl her dad came up to me and he was like oh she wants to take a photo with you and she was like super shy and I was like "Mm, kids scare me um because they do uh so I like took this photo with this little girl and then like almost every show after that she was there and then she started to like have signs made and just like each time she was at a show like she was just opening up more and more and more and like the last show I saw her at and it's crazy because obviously people age and so do children apparently but like the last show she was at she was singing like that all the leaves are falling down and we were like jamming to it. And I was like, okay. And she was comfortable with me. And I was like, yo, this is the first kid that's ever liked me. Like, this is wild. And so that'll forever, forever be in my heart. Little, <laughs> little Teresa.
1: <laughs> well, <now> she <laughs> she's my
0: favorite, favorite. So yeah. Cause bug. even like, <laughs> yes. And like every, uh, every AEW appearance that I have, her dad, um, sends me a video because obviously she watches those too and um so typically her hair is always up in like a half pony or it's like braided or whatever and he'll be recording her and then she'll see me and she'll be like dad i'm gonna take my hair down so i can be like maddie and i'm like i don't know if you want your kid to turn out like me but thank you so much (laughs) thank you but mm, sorry in advance (laughs)
1: that's awesome <laughs> it's yeah. funny because like usually my daughter will come and she loves doing these interviews like she loves meeting all the new female wrestlers and stuff so it's crazy that like you know unfortunately this time she's wanting to sit outside and watch iCarly so i'm like all right whatever you do your thing
0: iCarly
1: yeah that's her show
0: that's old isn't it
1: yeah i mean i mean i'm ancient so she whatever for it <laughs> um all right so what what kind of advice do you have for wrestlers like up-and-coming wrestlers
0: up-and-coming wrestlers um why do I want to give them advice like hello this is a competition I'm just kidding Uh, let's see if I could tell an up-and-coming wrestler anything uh basically you are a product um, just because you see dudes looking like Kevin Owens out on the indies doesn't mean they can wrestle like Kevin Owens. So get it into shape, get it into some shape because uh, not everyone's Kevin Owens and we don't want to see 30 Kevin Owens on the same show. Um, so get yourself healthy, not even just in shape, get yourself healthy mentally and physically, and also retweet your own stuff and retweet my stuff. Yo, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And my last hard-hitting
1: question is just give me one do and one don't of a locker room.
0: Of a locker room. Um, do clean up after yourself. Don't poop in the bathroom.
1: No, no, that's great.
0: Those are great advice. Welcome. That is that is a good one.
1: <laughs> like both of those.
0: I- Saving a lot of people's lives. with those.
1: All right, so that is for all of our hard-hitting questions, but it is time to get into the second best segment on the 3-Count Podcast, which is the 3-Count Podcast 10-Count Questions. Here's how it works. (laughs) I'm going to fire off 10 questions at you. It's whatever first thought comes to mind. All right. All right, so let's start this off with our imaginary timer. Bing! And here we go. Mario or Sonic? Mario. Favorite movie?
0: Ten things I hate about you.
1: Oh, I love that!
0: Yes. <laughs> Heath Ledger's hot. <laughs> I, uh, Sorry, I'm, go ahead.
1: I'm a Julia Styles fan.
0: <laughs> they were Courtney. <laughs> Wait, what was that?
1: Kim or Courtney?
0: Oh, Courtney! Duh, duh. <laughs> I Favorite that was song
1: to sing karaoke to?
0: Oh shoot, probably some type of Bruno Mars song hey three things
1: you would take with you on the island
0: uh a toothbrush an airplane and my cat
1: that. <laughs> well <laughs> you, you said this already but i'm very curious favorite actor
0: uh probably orlando bloom
1: nice guy he's a very nice guy actually
0: yeah he's also hot so
1: <laughs> donald duck or mickey mouse
0: Ooh, Mickey Mouse.
1: Favorite podcast?
0: Um, Well, you said the first thing, so it's going to be y'all right now because that's all I can think of.
1: (laughs) Nominate one person you want to see on this show. Myself. We'll this whole
0: always- let me.
1: <laughs> Yo, we'll always bring you- Yo, if you are available, we will bring you back as many times as you want to come. Like that's cool with me.
0: <laughs> I'm not very good at these first thing that pops in your head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you are doing excellent. Don't worry about that.
0: <laughs> and
1: then, last but not least, my favorite question asked every single guest that comes on this show: favorite curse word. Fuck. That's right. All it needs to be <laughs> <laughs> no
0: No. Uh, during commercial breaks, sometimes on uh, Dynamite, uh, I think, like, two or so weeks ago, I was playing that, like, first thing that comes to your head with uh, Ryzen mm-hmm. and uh, one of the dudes from Bear Country. And, like, I was awful at it. And, like, I believe one of them was, like, Toe. And I was, like, Mado. And I was, like, wait, <laughs> that's not... That's not uh, and it was rough it was rough but we were just going back and forth and we were all saying the dumbest things so and that's what this
1: movie is. <laughs> that's awesome who would you
0: like to see myself hey, what the heck
1: <laughs> yeah no, that's a great pick you can like you said you got to champion yourself like and that's what you did <laughs> all right so that's all the questions i have for you for the 10 count questions but the last thing i have for you maddie is just let our listeners and our viewers know where they could find you
0: Yeah. So I'm on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook all under Maddie underscore Renkowski. Uh, That's M-A-D-I underscore W-R-E-N-K-O-W-S-K-I. If you can spell it, you can find it. Uh, And then you can also find my merch website in the bio of all of those.
1: And there you have it. So with that being said, I am Clifford Red Dog Miller here with Prince MacAvoy. This is now entering the ring with Maddie Rinkowski, and you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you just wait right here, and the next episode is gonna play. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now? Go to twitter.com. Right, go over there. Find us at the three count underscore pod, give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment, we want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod, give us a like, give us a follow, leave us a comment, we want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give us a subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to Anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast, and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you, we want to have fun with you guys, and we love listening to what you guys have to say also one thing I need you to do for me the three count podcast also has merchandise oh uh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod please go buy our t-shirts we love you guys and we hope you love us too so show us some support please